I can understand why people can have romanticized feelings about the queen, feelings of appreciation, respect, admiration for the queen based on how they experienced her and their life and their coming of age. And I can also understand how someone of Kenyan, Nigerian, Irish, Wales, people descended from those places could have differing perspectives and opinions. And I think they're all valid. My position in a time like this is one of just taking it all in, listening, learning, including all those perspectives in my worldview. You know, no, no judgment from me that anyone's right or wrong for how they feel. So when I see all this polarization online, it, it brings me to one of the elements of, of the theory of indivisibility when it comes to communication that is totally missing in our greater, you know, um, popular culture in the discourse, and that's authentic dialogue. Honoring everyone's feelings and realizing that this doesn't have to be an us against them dynamic. It doesn't have to be, you know, um, divisive and polarizing. You know, all feelings can be valid and we still can interrogate and hold systems of oppression accountable while not taking the time to demonize this one individual when there's literally been you know, probably hundreds of thousands of players over the generations who've inflicted, you know, colonization-based harm. The Grow Dialogue podcast is a liberation project that explores equity, inclusion, belonging, conflict resolution, and culture in the workplace and beyond, including in our personal relationships, families, and communities. Each week, Dr. Sunjata Sunjata and I will bring you insightful guest interviews and artistic expressions curated to amplify emerging voices who are sharing practices that support society's transition to a more collaborative, just, sustainable, and liberating coexistence. We live during a time when divisiveness and polarization dominate the social, economic, and political discourse. In response to this reality and empowered with the skills of authentic dialogue and systems thinking, Dr. Sunjata Sunjata created an anti-oppression framework for social sustainability called Theory of Indivisibility to help illuminate a different path forward. Our hope is that these conversations and calls to action will ignite tolerance and empathy and provide guidance for our global listeners who want to actively engage in ending all forms of oppression while creating thriving relationships in the workplace and beyond. I'm Mariella Marie. Let's grow dialogue. All right. Hello and welcome everyone to another episode here at the Grow Dialogue podcast. My name is Mariella Marie and I'm super excited to be chatting one-on-one -on -one with Sunjata today. So as you all know, we've been exploring popular culture on the podcast and we will soon be diving into family culture. So as we continue to unpack, reflect on and digest all things culture, we want to hear from you out there on the other side. So we've been spotlighting emerging voices, as you know, who are shifting culture to be more collaborative, more just, more equitable, and more indivisible. So please share your thoughts with us by joining our Mighty Networks community, and you can find the link to join our community in the show notes below. Um, I'm really excited to be chatting with Sunjata on this episode where we will highlight current events 
and specifically one current event that seems to be flooding our social feeds, uh, mainstream media, and obviously this is something that can potentially impact how we see the future. Okay, so Sunjata, let's take the next few minutes to have you reflect on the life and recent death of Queen Elizabeth II. So my first question for you is, how has the life and recent death of Queen Elizabeth II influenced popular culture as we know it today? What's good, Mariella? It's good to be here with you once again, as always. So as I think about uh, what has transpired uh, since the death of Queen Elizabeth II, this current event has you know, been an opportunity for me to, to learn a lot. Uh, that I hadn't known before, um, you know. So when I think about, you know, how has the life and the recent death influenced uh, her life and recent death influenced popular culture as we know it today? You know, if I'm being authentic, which, as you all know, that's how I gotta be. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it real and say that. Queen Elizabeth II's life did not register in my life experience. Um, I'm not someone who, you know, followed the monarchy. I'm not someone who followed the politics of it all. I'm not someone who followed the pageantry, um, the glamour of it all. It, it really never registered in my coming of age, you know, journey. Um, you know, her life never registered there, never registered, you know, in my, you know, adult journey and my even my anti-oppression journey and my critiques of colonization. I never zeroed in to focus on, you know, Queen Elizabeth II or the British monarchy specifically and their role. And, you know, her death has given me an opportunity to do just that. And... You know, it's just so many things. I've taken in so much, um, you know, feedback uh, just through social media, uh, primarily, and YouTube, uh, listening to different commentators and little clips from different news segments and things like that, and reading certain articles um, based on some things, some things that, ha that have been said that all have informed my understanding of this this current moment and the gravity of it. And what, and also I'll say, and also what comes up for me in terms of, you know, how do we go forward? You know, what, you know, what can be taken from this as a, as a lesson moving forward? And what I've noticed is, you know, just mixed responses, you know, in, in, in all the spaces and places that I've looked, I've noticed mixed responses. You know, I've, I've seen, you know, people who, were very close to, you know, uh, their families were from places um, that, in, in in modern times, while the queen, while the queen Elizabeth II was was ruling, uh, their families were impacted in real ways um, by, you know, Great Britain's rule and their and their hand in colonization. Um, and I've learned that places, even in Europe, places like Wales, places like, you know, Ireland. Um, have have suffered greatly due to the, the monarchy and they were seen as less than you know human uh, you know in the eyes of the British in many ways and 
from my understanding, uh, a lot of people from those places were celebrating, you know, when they found out that that she passed. Um, also, I've been able to take in a perspective of people from uh, various countries in Africa, countries like Kenya and countries like Nigeria, where their people have suffered, um, you know, modern day genocide, you know, um, literally in, in the lifetime of my parents, um, you know, people in those countries suffered um, you know, massive millions of deaths based on, you know, the, the British Empire under the Queen's rule sponsoring uh, war uh, between the ruling parties and those people who were, you know, wanting to, to get freedom, um, you know, from the ways that colonization were manifesting um, in that territory and in those areas. And and, and also I've taken in the perspectives of people from Great Britain and also people in America who grew up kind of in the full, um, I'll say under the, the spell of the, the romanticism. And I don't say spell in a negative way, but of the romanticism, um, the romanticism, romanticization if that's the correct way to say it, if not, Mariella will correct me. <laughs> um, or I'm sorry, if not, Mariella, please correct me. Um, and the pageantry of it all, the glamour of it all. Yes, to the romanticization of the royal life. And you said it right, Sunjata, don't worry. Romanticization. I had to look it up too, because that's not a word I say so often in my vocabulary. But yeah, we're right on it there. So. Um, again, the romanticization of the royal life and the monarchy has definitely made its way into popular culture through things like films, novels, well, and of course, mainstream media. So I hear you on that one for sure. This is actually a great segue into a piece that I'd love to hear you reflect on from Russell Brand, who is also very open and curious about collaborative culture change, equity, and authentic dialogue. So for those of you who don't know, Russell Brand has an amazing YouTube channel that I'll be sure to drop in our show notes, where he challenges his audience to think for themselves and to find ways to consider differing opinions in order to collaborate and to find common ground to ultimately create something new, which is also why we are here on the podcast. So Sunjata, I'd love to hear you reflect on some of the thoughts that Russell Brand recently shared with his audience as it relates to the life and death of Queen Elizabeth II. So he speaks candidly to his audience and says, I would just like to present to you and to suggest to you that all of the questions that have come about in recent years still remain unanswered. What type of society do we want to live in? What do we consider democracy to be? What is it to be British or American or French or Somalian? What are we trying to achieve here if you have a figure that represents ultimately our shared connection with one another and with God? And that figure dies at a time when we are confused and fractured as a culture, when we are generally speaking fearful and doubtful at a time when people are analyzing power very deeply and analyzing identity in a way that's never been done before, as far as I know. Certain questions will eventually have to be asked. What kind of culture do you want to live in? 
How should power be organized? How might ordinary people live? What do we do about all these varying cultures that don't see eye to eye on a great many issues? Is it even possible to have a nation like Great Britain or a nation like the United States of America? How does it benefit ordinary people? Can the case still be made that having one centralized authority benefits people at large? So Sunjata, let us know what you think about that. I appreciated the entire piece, uh, but specifically the complexities of the questions that need to be answered in terms of where we go next. And what I appreciated about Russell Brand's commentary is that as, as he's someone of British descent who lives there and he was able to hold this, the sensitive nature of the Queen's death in terms of how that would impact his people and, and people all over the world who, you know, were, you know, saw her as an endearing figure. He didn't trample on their feelings, um, even though he's someone who opposes, you know, um, monarchy and absolute power and rule and things like that. He still was able to speak to the ways that he admired the way that the queen, you know, fulfilled her role. Um, he was able to hold and understand and not necessarily blame her per se um, and, and, and drill down to blaming an, an individual while also holding the entire power structure accountable and understanding the devastation that their role throughout history has played in the lives of millions of people. He was able to speak to that as well. And then he shifted the conversation to some serious questions that we need to be asking about how we move forward. And I appreciated the level of tact, sensitivity, and honoring everyone's feelings and realizing that this doesn't have to be a us against them dynamic. It doesn't have to be, you know, um, divisive and polarizing. You know, all feelings can be valid and we still can interrogate and hold systems of oppression accountable while not taking the time to demonize this one individual when there's literally been, you know, probably hundreds of thousands of players over the generations who've inflicted, you know, colonization-based harm in so many different ways. It's insidious. And, you know, I could take the time to speak to all the ways that, you know, even I myself unknowingly have caused harm based on the systems that were put into play because of colonization, or let's just say the systems that were, there were forces that were put into play long before colonization, that colonization, you know, rolled the waves of, which are power over and control, which I break down in my theory of indivisibility as the forces and all the systems that kind of started the ideal the, yeah, the ideal, the belief system um, that some people had more power than others and they had the, 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 the right to, to wield that power to control others. That came before colonization and colonization is an offshoot of that belief system and the practices that came as that belief system picked up momentum throughout the evolution of you know human societies and there's many more that still exist today and um 
so I'm I'm you know hesitant to blame any one individual because we're all complicit because I the world that we were born in for those of us who who you know were born into uh you know modern civilizations I guess if we want to put it that way um, any type of territory or land that has been touched by colonization in these modern times we all perpetuate those forces just by participating in capitalism for example you know um <clears throat> and again I, I dig deep into these things in the theory of indivisibility podcast so I won't go deep here uh, but there will the link will be in the show notes as usual Yes, be sure to check out the show notes to learn more about Sunjata's theory of indivisibility, if you haven't already. And this is actually a great time for me to remind you all that we would love for you to participate in our poetic call to action. And we designed this for you with you in mind, our new podcast listeners and our more seasoned listeners who have been tuning in since day one with episode one. We appreciate y'all. Thanks. So what is a poetic call to action? Well, we want you to create your own liberation project with us by making your own fanzine. You can rewatch our previous episode that is titled, What is a Fanzine and How Can It Support Our Liberation? Check that out in our show notes as well. Okay, so Sunjata, as we wrap up here, I want to reflect on some of the points you were making about all the noise and polarization that Queen Elizabeth II's recent death is stirring up on our social medias and mainstream media in general. So it seems like this is another event that is, again, dividing people and creating more, even more polarization in our collective culture. So Sunjata, considering this, how have you been navigating social media and mainstream media in general around this current event. While I listen to those perspectives from someone like a Russell Brand who is of you know British descent, I want to listen to the perspectives of someone who is, you know, of of African descent, more specifically someone of Nigerian African descent. And I took the time um, to to listen to a podcast that featured an interview with um, Carnegie Mellon professor, Dr. Uju Anya, who was Igbo. And her family, you know, grew up in, in Africa on the territory that's now known as Nigeria. And uh, Dr. Anya received a lot of uh, pushback when Dr. Anya posted a tweet um, that you'll see here on the screen. So Yashar Ali writes, it appears that Twitter has deleted this tweet by Uji Anaya for violating the Twitter rules. And Uji Anaya wrote, I heard the chief monarch of a thieving, raping, genocidal empire is finally dying. May her pain be excruciating. And Carnegie Mellon University wrote a statement regarding recent social media posts by Uju Anaya. We do not condone the offensive and objectionable messages posted by Uju Anaya today on her personal social media account. Free expression is core to the mission of higher education. However, the views she shared absolutely do not represent the values of the institution, nor the standards of discourse we seek to foster. Uju Anaya, in response to all of the backlash she was receiving on social media, wrote, if anyone expects me to express anything but disdain for the monarch who supervised a government that sponsored the genocide, that massacred and displaced half my family, and the consequences of which those alive today are still trying to overcome, you can keep wishing upon a star. 
in response to what Ujuanaya wrote, Jeff Bezos posted on Twitter, this is someone supposedly working to make the world better. I don't think so. Wow. So Sunjata, we'd just love to hear you reflect on these pieces. She took a lot of heat, you know, for her just expressing her feelings in the moment based on her family's experience of the monarchy. And in her word, in her words, them sanctioning the violence against her people that led to uh, over 3 million people dying in the 60s uh, when her parents, you know, were still living there. And all the, how it devastated her family and her whole family tree. And there's, you know, um, there's implications that they still navigate in, in modern times today based on that experience, you know, um, you know, years ago. And so from her perspective, you know, I've read a lot of comments on Facebook about people, you know, people just totally, you know, just destroying her, you know, and, and Twitter destroying her and calling for her job, et cetera. And, you know, from my perspective, I understood, I can understand you know, why she would say that. Um, I can understand why people can have romanticized feelings about the queen, feelings of appreciation, respect, admiration for the queen based on how they experienced her and their life and their coming of age. And I can also understand how someone of Kenyan, Nigerian, Irish, Wales, people descended from those places could have differing perspectives and opinions. And I think they're all valid. And I think that my position in a time like this is one of just taking it all in, listening, learning, including all those perspectives in my worldview, not judging or damning or, or, or you know, it, well, let's say any of them, you know, no, no judgment from me that anyone's right or wrong for how they feel. So when I see all this polarization online, it, it brings me to one of the elements of, of the theory of indivisibility when it comes to communication that is totally missing in our greater, you know, um, popular culture in the discourse, and that's authentic dialogue. You know, I see debate continually being waged in all these places and spaces where very few people are taking the time to listen to understand and most of them, at least those who are being the loudest, are just leading with their feelings and opinions and judgments. But very few people are taking the time to say, let me listen to what someone else is saying and understand that their beliefs don't diminish mine. Both of our beliefs can exist without competing. Both of them can be valid. And that's what I would like to see going forward. That's what I would like to challenge the listeners of this podcast to include in their worldview is if we're going to make a change going forward and if we don't want to continue to perpetuate and repeat the oppressions of the past one of the primary things that i feel like we need to learn how to do is learn how to communicate with one another differently and communicate with one another using principles and and communication frameworks like authentic dialogue like nonviolent communication, for example, because both of those communication frameworks allow us to use our differences to learn from one another 
and allow us to use our differences to strengthen our relationships. And for me, that's the foundation of moving forward indivisibly. That's the foundation, you know, for not repeating the oppressions of the past. Someone doesn't have to always be, in order for you to be right, someone doesn't have to be wrong. We can learn to hear one, hear one another out, hear each other out, understand the assumptions, the fears, the concerns behind people's perspectives, opinions, beliefs. And then we can tease out some common ground. And then we can choose a way forward with that new information and we can grow stronger together as opposed to continuing to allow debate-based communication us versus them, right versus wrong, binary thinking, all these elements that dominate popular culture in terms of how we communicate in society, whether it's one-to-one -one communication, community level, national level, global level, debate is the, the, the societal norm. And as you see from the name of our company, Grow Dialogue, the name of this podcast, Grow Dialogue Podcast, you know, our work is intended to shift that paradigm and raise the awareness for more and more people that we don't have to continue to wallow in polarization and us versus them and right versus wrong. There is a way forward that can breed the care the compassion, the connection that we need to reach our fullest potential. So for me, that's what this moment is all about. You know, it's an opportunity to, to listen, to learn, to expand my worldview. And it's an opportunity to use these various elements of what's happening in popular culture to share a vision for how we can move forward together and how we can grow stronger together starting with our personal relationships and beyond. So the Queen's death for me has brought about these opportunities to learn and this opportunity to share with all of you. And I appreciate you listening. I, I appreciate you continuing to follow. Yes, I love that. I want to echo what you just said to close this out. So dear listener, please include this in your worldview. If we don't want to continue to perpetuate and repeat the oppressions of the past, we need to communicate with each other differently. Authentic dialogue and nonviolent communication is what's next, y'all. All right, so Sunjana, you wanna take us out with some final words? Thank you so much for being here, everyone. And as always, I love y'all, peace. Thanks for tuning in to the Grow Dialogue podcast. Remember to join our Grow Dialogue community to continue the conversation, activate authentic dialogue, and to get exclusive content, discounts, and special offers on curated artwork and music from independent artists from the Americas. Check out our show notes for more info and visit www.growdialogue.com to join our live events. Don't forget to support us on Patreon. We really appreciate your support.